raising a generation of young people whose aspirations are to be social media players. And I think that's very dangerous and very worrying, frankly. You know, it's like Andy Warhol tried to warn everybody about their five minutes of fame and whatever, except that our generation of children are living of thousands and thousands of people who've been given more than five minutes of fame on the blimmin' interwebs, and that's like become their part of the aspiration. But, but I to like be it because we, we're know? in a point now where everybody can be a star. Well, no, everybody. five minutes, five minutes. When you've invested years of your time in being a star for five minutes, I uh, no, no, thank you. And you know, mm. it's so like it, when everyone wanted to be a rock star. Yeah, but daddy, daddy, you'll need to buy me this new Canon phone so I can make videos that are worthy of uploading onto my profile. I'm like, no, I don't think so, bro. <laughs> 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 you know, that's that's the that's exactly the problem. And it's like, why have I only got six followers? My video was so funny. Mm. Ah, yeah, that's the problem. I, I have that problem on my YouTube channel actually, where it's like you spend <laughs> weeks, months researching <laughs> this topic, Labors and then of love, like five man. people watch it. Labors and, yeah. of love. Anywho, that's yeah. a great way to segue to the seventy episodes Damn. of the Overclock Podcast, the ongoing first season. Can I, can I just say we got game? I mean, anybody who makes seventy episodes, we got game. Uh, soon, maybe we'll even get game. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, by which, by which he means we're aspiring to now have our show played inside the game store. Yeah, we were targeting Dion Wyatt, and yeah. then, yeah, that, that, bad things that, happened. That to happened. Them. Anyway, yeah. I am Lindsay Shooters, <laughs> Sharpshooters on social media, S H A R P S C H U T T E R S. I'm joined as always by Tech Lumery to the common man. That's right, <laughs> not to the stars, eh? Stars. Gavin Dudley, editor of Tech Magazine, the biggest stars. consumer tech magazine in the country. Gavin, how are you doing, sir? I'm good, thanks. You gave me a good laugh. There's so little to laugh about these days. I appreciate a good chuckle. I hope we get our readers to our listeners to chuckle I'll, I'll as well. I'll give you a good chuckle, Gavin. Uh-huh. You know, my... Okay. So, if you listen to the show, you understand I have a certain stance on a certain major Chinese smartphone manufacturer right, okay. named Huawei. Uh-huh. I've developed a stance over the last probably six months. But it is now softening mm. because in the media, Huawei and TomTom have come out both publicly and said, we have an agreement. TomTom will be supplying maps to Huawei with their ongoing crusade to break away from Google. Yes, so I my mean, thinking is this. When you have a decent mapping su- mm. solution, which TomTom certainly is. Yes, because yeah. they supply maps to Apple I, outside I love, of the US. I love TomTom's uh, solutions. They've been a bit squashed in South Africa, but their mapping data is superb. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, and if Huawei can somehow get everybody to trust their own servers and have their own little chat app. You know, like BBM used to happen yes. like back in the day when everyone had BlackBerry. That's BlackBerry Messenger for those who have no <laughs> idea what BBM <laughs> is. Okay, it was, it was a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, and then they already have the install base. So, like... Thousands and millions, 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 millions of South yeah. Africans have Huawei phones. Mm. I'm just thinking of South Africa at this point. Okay. And then, so they have a, a chat app that everyone within mm. Huawei can, in the ecosystem, can use mm. cross platform, like not cross platform, mm-hmm. but for Huawei people only. Mm-hmm. Then everyone still uses WeChat to like talk with everybody mm. else, and then maybe push like their own sort of music situation right, right. and a, a media content sort of situation okay, as well. And they already have their own health maybe, app. May, maybe own. have their own podcast app. Right? Yeah, yeah. and they already and have then, their own health like, app, stop, which is stop quite Stop trying to play the Android game right. and just try to play create the your Huawei own, game. Yeah, create your own. That is, is different. Stuff. 
But you know, Samsung has tried that and it hasn't been wildly successful yeah. for them. But they didn't have the install base at the time. You don't so think? Huawei have the install base. I think you're talking about China primarily. Yes. I mean, so worldwide, Samsung has got the install base. Yeah, but mm. now they do. Then they didn't. Yeah, then, okay. like, remember, Motorola was still a big player. Yeah, okay. HTC okay. was still a big player. There right. was a lot more to choose from. Nowadays, right. it's, it's the shake-up has happened. So, so, so I think that this is a step in the right direction for Huawei. So Huawei basically does an Apple Play. Yeah. Let's create all our own apps that talk to our own phones with our own people. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And I think this Tricky. is what they, they tried to do with the, the Huawei developer conference that happened um, the end of last year. Yes. Where they tried yes. to woo all sorts of developers to there develop are, there for are their platform. billions of dollars being made available for people to develop yeah. apps specifically for the Huawei platform. And yeah. I, I never saw it before because they were too obsessed with trying to replicate or stay in Google's good books or try mm. and the sort of no, thing. I saw but them I making a break the whole time. If, if, they, if they break away entirely and they do it smartly mm. and they make it available to the current user mm. base that they have now mm. and it's really good, high-quality products that don't have any glitches, thoughtfully designed, mm. I think I think there's a future for them. I might not be part of that future. Mm. I wasn't on the BBM trail. Okay. I've never owned BlackBerry myself. Damn. <laughs> oh, I love my Blackberries. Jeez, I must have had seven or eight different Blackberries over the years. Oh, yeah, I went, I went from Motorola's feature phones mm. into Motorola smartphones. Smartphones, okay. Yeah, and then I started playing around with HTC a little bit. Then, right. Yeah. So this is for all those people who remember living inside the BlackBerry ecosystem yeah. and so on. Um, Okay, two things that bother me here. The main thing that bothers me is this works for Apple because it has an installed base in, in many but, countries, like European yeah. countries and in America, of like 40%, 50% of all the phones in those countries is Apple. Yeah. So it allows you to have massive numbers on your side. Huawei, outside of China, it's only really 10, 12, 15% outside of China because yeah. it's competing with Samsung and Apple and yeah. everyone else. So doesn't have quite as big an install base. And then the other thing that's worrying me is I remember when Samsung launched a chat, a, a chat app called Chat On. Yes. It was a fantastic app. It ran on any phone, but it was created by Samsung. Yeah. So it shipped on all the Samsung phones, but it could, it could chat to any other phone, unlike um, BBM, actually no, at one stage BBM could run on other phones as well, I think. Much later. Yeah, much later. After okay, the, but, yeah. but the chat app would run on all other phones, including Apple. Apple's chat business only runs on iPhones, yes. but Samsung came up with a chat app long before WhatsApp that ran on all other phones as well, and it did not succeed, and I do not understand why. It was a great app. They had a massive installed base they could use to drive the popularity of the app and it was available for all other phones. Why did it not succeed? I don't know. So that just makes me a little weary of Huawei going it on its own, but I wouldn't mind seeing it try. Yeah, mm. anyway, that was, that was some, some, some promising promising stuff for me mm. um, coming from that side. I'm softening my position. Mm. Uh, then on to Liquid Telecom. Yeah, so Liquid Telecom, one of my favorite companies, really. They are relatively unknown. For those who remember a company called Neotel, Neotel was the second network operator that was launched to compete directly with Telcom. But for various reasons, it was never really given enough leverage to truly compete with Telcom. So it's, it struggled and it suffered this and that. Um, over the years, it's built up a really strong position on uh, telecoms networks across the whole continent. So it's one of the only networks, I believe, that has a continuous connection 
from east to west in Africa and from Cape Town to Cairo, for example. Continuous connection on their network the whole way. They've developed hugely successful networks all over the place and in particular in South Africa. And um, turns out they also have the specific piece of radio wave spectrum that will be quite effective for 5G. And as a result, they are in a position to build a 5G network immediately. And that means that companies like Vodacom, who don't have all the necessary pieces in place for a 5G network, can partner with someone like Liquid Telecom and have a 5G network up immediately. And that looks like it's about to happen. So they have a partnership with Vodacom, but what Liquid Telecom has said is that it's open to working with any of the other network operators. They have the 3.5 gigahertz piece of radio wave spectrum, which is good for 5G, and they will be building a 5G network, they say, in the first quarter of this year. Okay. Yeah, 5G, man. Yeah, no, I, I, can, I, I, I just don't need it right now, frankly. Yeah. Hey? I don't need it right now. You, I you, don't. you don't need a 5G no, lecture? I, you don't need a... No, I, I, don't, I don't need to pay for the 5G handset whose battery is going to last two hours. Yeah. I don't have time to deal with the incompatible standards and then the upgrading to a different standard and now your phone's on the wrong standard. And I just don't have time for all the teething troubles and I can I barely use 4G half the time, you know, and I'm happy with what I got right now. I don't need all my streaming works great. My video streaming, my music but that, streaming, that's nothing the, that's breaks. So that's been happening. What more do I need? I don't lately, know. Because like CS, CS was a bit mum on, on 5G yeah, innovations. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, obviously there are like 5G handsets going to be flooding the yeah, market. They, they at, claim at that they're doing Congress. really well, but I mean I ain't seen one. Mm. Um, and I think at the moment like what happened like we've, we've discussed it before what what happened between 3g and 4g was like suddenly you had youtube mm. that could actually work on your phone yes okay and, and you could have like voice over voice over ip yeah like on your phone voice mm. over lte that sort of thing like 5g there's no on the consumer side there's no tangible big exponential yeah, shift yeah, yeah there's, yeah, there's yeah. no like feature that's going to drive yes yes like innovation but i think having access to different sorts of so for me right now if you are buying a, a new phone you should be getting wi-fi 6 yes okay of, of Hansen, that's wi-fi, 6, wi-fi 6 which will be a bit rocky no but wi-fi uh, 6 is wi-fi 6 it's, it's yeah, a it's a standard but you know so the innovation that happens on the, the infrastructure level is going to communicate over that um, mm. frequency or at least over that protocol and you will be able to start seeing actual things like like the way your company carves up like different wi- sets of Wi-Fi, mm. like that, that is going to be a tangible difference for, for a lot of people. Yeah, so so Wi-Fi used to have funny letters after it. Yeah. It used to be like 802.11n and g and stuff I like see, that. And, and now they very sensibly renamed it all to just the word Wi-Fi and then a number. Yeah. Wi-Fi 6 is the new generation. The old standards are going to be renamed in retrospectively to Wi-Fi 5 and yeah. Wi-Fi 4 and so on. Um, but Wi-Fi 6 is good. I haven't seen a Wi-Fi 6 router yet, although I believe that they are. Yeah, no, they, 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 they are. There's, I think there's an iTalk one on the market yes, already. Yes, yes. I mean, they always first yeah, yeah, with, yeah. With, with, with those sorts and of innovations. Think, uh, so Wi-Fi 6 Blue and Bluetooth 5. So Bluetooth 5.2. Yes, Bluetooth 5 is a big deal. Yeah, yeah, Bluetooth yeah. 5.2 currently is the big thing because yeah. that's going to be compatible with a new Bluetooth codec. Yes. Um, I don't want to belabor the point. You really need to try and make sure you're getting Bluetooth 5 on everything. It is just exponentially better in every way. So, like, so we, we don't have sure you get we, we don't have the Bluetooth everything. 5 headphones yet. We do. 
Well, none of the true wireless bugs, or you'd be too fine. Okay. Mm, yeah. Uh, but we, we're moving towards that, where you'll yeah. see more yeah. like Bluetooth type, and then this you'll year. start seeing the innovations, and yeah. you'll start hearing the quality differences. Yes. And suddenly, when you're running with your phone on your arm, and the receiving bud is in the right bud, mm -hmm. like every time you move your arm back, and the still <laughs> has to go through your head, it doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> because Bluetooth... Bluetooth can't, that away. Yeah, Bluetooth can't transmit well through water. So as, as you're going up, the, the power gets higher mm. um, as well of that stream. That moves us neatly into, actually, let's stop at this point. <laughs> Minister uh. Stella and Benny Abrams oh dear. caught out taking her husband around with her to the USA and Switzerland, um, just kind of celebrating their wedding anniversary. Yeah. Now it's tricky, okay? She's refuting all the claims, and the claims are all being made by the thoroughly discredited uh, independent media group, that's Dr. Iqbal Survey, for example, thoroughly discredited media organization. Yeah. They're making all these claims. Usually they've just got an axe to grind with someone. Um, and so we don't know what, what the, what's going to come out, but I must say there's so much smoke that it occurs to me there has to be some kind of fire. Um, in particular, one of the facts the journalist uh, showed was that the plane tickets for her and her husband cost like 80,000 rand to fly to and from Switzerland. 80,000 rands worth of taxpayers' money to fly to and from Switzerland for no good purpose. He's not a government employee. You know, what is he, first of all, why is he accompanying her on business trips? Apparently he's allowed to once or twice, but I just don't feel good about taxpayers footing the bill for that kind of thing. Why should the ministers be allowed to take their spouses with them? It's not work-related, you know. Anyway, uh, so just we'll see how the shakes are. So this is, only, this is only interesting because, of course, she's the Minister of Communications. And that's a, a struggling, a struggling ministry that yeah. really needs all the help it can get. Mm. Uh, then just stopping briefly again by Danny Odendal, the disgraced Danny Odendal, the whole ESCOM situation where his brother was contracted to do a lot of maintenance and then there was a silo. Sorry, who is, who is he at ESCOM? Is he a someone at ESCOM? S uh, senior manager. Okay, okay. So he was found to be on the take. Some, uh, his, brother's age, his brother's company, I think it's called Rula Bulk Materials Handling. Right. They do a lot of maintenance. They want a lot of maintenance uh -huh. contracts. To the tune of like 2 billion rand. Yeah, 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 of course. Of course. Then it turns out um, the silo that collapsed the other day, I think oh. it was at Majuba. That maintenance work, the engineer was found to have not given through some crucial information. So they just let that silo collapse Ooh. so that the, emergency, it. the uh, emergency repair geez. work could be done by uh, Mr. Wardendahl's brother's company. Also, yeah, it's, it's crazy money that's is happening. Is this coming out at the Zondo Commission? No, this, this just came out Saturday Star. Oh, man. Sometimes, on the sometimes you just don't want to know, man. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. Well. I'm, I'm still of the belief that, that if we just trust in, in Gordon, there's, there's a plan. Okay. I Gordon. believe there's a plan. <laughs> okay, alright. You mean you mean with regards to ESCOM or do you mean just in general with, with all the... With regards to ESCOM. Okay. I think they're doing the, the best that they can. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I like the, the rate cut that the SA Reserve Bank did the other day on the repo okay. rate. Mm. Uh, ironically, not a move Tito Boweni would have done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I must he's say, in support of it. I mean, in the same way as I supported Tabo Mbeki through his AIDS denialism because I thought he had an economic plan and at the end of the yeah. day good 
economics is what restores the dignity yes. of people to your country and it you know cuts off your crime and all, just the economics of how to run your country he was really good at that unfortunately that wasn't good enough for the population who don't even blim and understand economics from what i can tell in the same way i feel like i'm backing tito and because he's taking the right fiscal position that's going to get us out of the trouble we're in populism pandering to the masses anc rallies this is not going to get us out of the yeah. trouble we're in tito is going to get us out of the trouble we're in yeah mm. yeah well Okay. We live in hope, Gavin. <coughs> we live in hope. Moving on, Gavin, mm. you are sitting with a Vivo phone. I am. So Vivo is committed to putting high-res audio mm -hmm. chips into 90% of... I don't think there's one in that phone that you have. Oh, correct. So, so they <laughs> won. They committed to the headphone jack and they committed to the highest quality audio stream okay. that you can listen to. So, so high-res audio is not just... It's not what it sounds like. It's a very specific standard that will, uh, 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 results from music being sampled at higher than CD quality rates, for yes. example. So it's extremely high quality, only possible because you don't have to you know, cram the stuff onto a disc that goes into a player and so on. They're, it's just musical files, yeah. so you can have them be extremely high quality. Um, uh, for example, a lot of streaming audio, Spotify and so on, don't really do high-res audio because it doesn't stream well. The files are too big. Yeah. But if you purchase music, you can purchase music online in high-res audio format. Typically, your Pink Floyd and all sorts of music that's you know produced at an extremely high level. Yeah. You want to listen to in high-res audio, classical music, for example. But not all phones can play it back. We're discovering. Yeah. And uh, we're busy trying to figure out who can and who can't. So I think it's safe to say that all your phones at the top end of the, the market can all handle high-res no, audio. No, 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 no. Fill us in here. So, so firstly, um, iPhones. Yes. That's a no-no yeah, for high-res audio. Their, they've got their own weird standard, of course. Yeah. Of pseudo high-res, but they can't just play common, common and garden high-res audio files. iPhones won't do it. Typical, right? Uh, LG are committed to very what is, committed. What is yeah. it called? Is it MQA? Yes. Okay. So it is called. Uh, I'm just pulling. So you get different standards now. So so Apple has their lossless files. So you get like wave files, which is the, the mm -hmm. WAV. Mm -hmm. So those are completely lossless, uncompressed audio files. Uh, that Flack. you get FLAC. FLAC is probably the most common because it, it does keep your file sizes down without damaging the audio content inside the file. Mm. Yeah, so MQA is the standard that you're currently looking at. So Universal Music has got behind the standard, mm. which will give you like, what's it, 41, 44.1 uh, kilohertz. Yes, that's that's how the music is, yeah, that's the is captured yeah. in digital form. So it's extremely high sampling rate. Mm. Yeah, so it's much better than 192K, yes. which is considered to be high-res audio right now. Yes. So the moment a, a the moment a big publisher like Universal or Sony get behind a standard, that's when you start looking at it because they control so many artists. Yes. There are so many artists on the books. So those files are being released like yes, that. In then, the you, they, then you need to start looking at the streaming services that then, because I don't think we're at a point now where we should be purchasing like these super expensive, yes, yes, super yes. heavyweight. I mean, except that that currently is just about the only way to get high-res audio is to purchase the stuff outright. Yeah. Unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. Well, Tidal 
supports yes. MQA on their top tier now. So Tidal is a streaming service which is actually available in South Africa, even though it's very obscure and little known. It's owned by Jay-Z, I'm sure you all know Jay-Z, and it features Beyonce, Kanye West, and a whole lot of other top tier artists yeah. who premiered their stuff on his Tidal service. And it specializes in high quality audio streaming, much higher than all the other streaming services. Yeah. So it's Tidal and a Chinese one called Zymi. <laughs> X-I-A-M-I music. Okay, never heard of. And then media players like Audivana. Wow, Order this is This is not to play the LG format or the play the Q. No, Q, the MQA. Yeah, MQA. MQA. So MQA is just another one of these audio standards. Um, the Probably the most popular is FLAC, F-L-A-C. Yeah. But the point here is that you need a certain amount of software on the phone and a certain amount of processing power to be able to unpack these audio files and play them. And not all phones can do it. I think most of the high-end phones can do it. And even some of the mid-range phones can yeah. do it. So there's, there's this confusion around like Dolby Audio. Like Dolby Atmos has been watered down yeah, so much. Yeah, I don't even know what the standard for Dolby yeah. Atmos is anymore. Because okay. like you get Dolby Atmos on like cheap Everything. phones. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then you switch it on and it's like, really? <laughs> <laughs> Dolby Atmos was supposed to create three-dimensional sound, in particular with height added yeah. to the dimensions of how the sound was produced. Yeah, yeah. so it's supposed to recreate like, uh, what's it, five... It's up to up to 7.1. Yes, yes, because yeah, it's, it's not just around audio. you, it's also above you, yeah. which is the new. Yeah. Which, which, which is cool, which is cool. Yes. Um, so the new Sony Walkman, the ZX500 series which Walkman play player. doesn't cassettes for those who think Walkman Yeah, it's a digital cassettes. audio player. That, yes. that is also now... Like an iPod, effectively. It can play MQA files. Mm. And then, yeah, LG is a big one. The Dragonfly. So it's all about the hardware that you can use as well. So Vivo... Vivo is committed to the headphone jack. I don't think you'll see Vivos yes. in the future so that the, don't have headphone jacks. You you have to associate high-res audio directly with the headphone jack yeah. because as soon as you put the music out on Bluetooth, it again gets crumpled up and re-damaged all over again. There's almost no point in listening to high-res audio on Bluetooth because you're taking this high-resolution source and reducing it to what Bluetooth can yeah. carry, which is generally quite low. So you really want to be using a proper headphones and proper headphone jack with your high-res audio. Mm. Yeah. So, at the moment, the only streaming service that you can get this on is Tidal, so that you'll have to pay for like the premium tier sort, yeah. of, sort of thing on Tidal. And then... That's, that's Tidal, like, like waves rolling in on the shore, Tidal. Mm. Yeah. And then Spotify also has a, a high-res... They've got a tier for that. I yeah, they have a, a hi-fi audiophile ah. high-resolution. Um, you don't have so, South African pricing, do you? No. Uh, I'm looking for it now. Okay, I'm going to go and look for that up. That's, pricing right that's now. me, except that I use a lot of Bluetooth headphones, so yeah, yeah, so I'm undermining my... <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're using a pair of Sony's that have LDAC oh, and you have LDAC. We're not getting into the Aptex LDAC. We're going to do that next week for sure. <laughs> okay, these are the competing standards for how to make high-res audio sound good I'll, on Bluetooth. I'll link my, my Sony video um, down in the description. All right. Uh, where I discussed LDAC I and the benefits thereof and iris audio. But I think yeah, we at move the moment, on, maybe. yes, Gavin, I have a problem because you want to talk about set-top boxes. <laughs> okay. And I still maintain that there is no such thing as a high-quality, long-lasting <laughs> uh -huh. uh -huh. set-top box that runs Android. Yes. Okay. So the set-top box 
is the box that you plug into your TV. That little box runs your Netflix app and it runs your Amazon Prime app, it runs your Showmax app, it runs your SuperSport yeah. app, it runs all these other apps, it runs your Apple TV Plus app. And so that you've got all your apps together in one place where it handles the streaming efficiently, it's got some processing power for decompressing the signals as they come in, it's got ways of optimizing the signal so it's putting out the best thing on your TV. And this replaces what was built into the TV as a smart TV. So all these functions in these boxes called the set-top box are also built into your smart TV. The difference is the box is dedicated to performing just that one function. And so usually it's got the kind of smarts to deliver a yeah. good experience. And of those, we both concede the Apple TV yes. box is the best looking thing by far. The interface is fantastic. I dislike the remote control. Yeah, the remote control. But the interface work. is quick and slick and pretty, and it's really what you want to use. Um, uh, the other thing that irritates me about it, it doesn't have any storage. So from time to time, you want to download things onto yeah. your box for various reasons. I won't get into. Well, now. they do sell them in storage sizes, 32 and 64 gigs specifically. Yeah. But that is for app storage. Yes, you That's can't you can't store actual video yeah. on there. Um, but in every other way, the box looks and feels fantastic and performs brilliantly well, really slick, And it's really well quick. supported with software updates yes. directly from Apple. And always will be, and every major video streaming app will always be available yes. for Apple. Except I think they had a bit of a fight with Amazon. Yeah, the Amazon Prime. app is terrible. The Amazon yeah. app is but I don't know, absolutely I think terrible. Because they were, they were fighting and competing with Apple for streaming services, some of them didn't want to make apps available to the Apple service, but I think ultimately they all did. So I take a lot right now. Yes. I believe you should get the Apple 32 gigabyte fourth generation TV. So the, the new one is the 4K one, you don't need the 4K one. It has the white circle around the menu button on the remote. You don't need the 4K one. It's gonna rush you like at least a grand more. Mm. So for 2,769 Rand right now, the 32 gigabyte Apple TV fourth generation is the best set-top box you can buy. Right. Then you can bring your old TV, even if you have one of those old curved ones, yeah. and we won't laugh at you, okay. I promise. If you sit directly in front of a curved TV, it's the best place to be. Okay, so you want an HDMI from your TV into your Apple TV box. Yes. Now when you hold your Apple TV box, it really feels like a substantial little computer. It really yeah. is quite an amazing device. The alternatives, which is what I'm playing with, yes. almost all run Android. Okay, they run a version of the Android operating service, um, operating system, which is great because it means you can just go to the Android Play Store, you can download your Netflix app, yeah. you can download your Amazon app, your Showmax app, and any other apps you want, frankly. Including this, I use the Supersport app quite a lot because you can just watch all the sports highlights streaming without actually yeah. having to subscribe to DSTV. NFL's actually killed their app in South Africa, just by the way. Oh, okay. Which is really irritating oh, for someone who's a big NFL mm. fan. So, um, all these Android apps available for Android TV, the operating system running on all these other boxes. Um, it's a lot less sexy, there's a lot more of these boxes and they've all customized the interface a little bit. So you can see this Android running in the background, but they've all got slightly different interfaces and I must say, the Apple interface just blows these guys away. But these guys are also a fraction of the price and a lot more versatile in many respects. So if you don't mind putting up with you know, something that's a little bit less sexy than the Apple product, I recommend my Geeker. That's my, M-Y, Gika, G-I-C-A. They've owned a big segment of the market in South Africa for quite a while. Um, the one I'm looking at right now is not the top of the range. It's called the ATV495X Android Media Player. My Gika ATV495X Android Media Player. 
it will play everything up to 4K. It's got powerful Wi-Fi built in. It's got some serious processing power, which is what you need to render extremely high resolution things. It's only running Android 6 operating system, which is basically fine. Um, it's still got a network connector and it's got USB ports in case you want to plug in storage and so on. And it does everything else. It's just HDMI straight into your TV. Um, that's about all I have to say on uh, that. And there is another option. The price, you... the price for that is only 800 bucks. Like I say, this is not the top end of the scale. You can pay up to 3,000 Rand for these things. This is an entry-level model. ATV495X Android Media Player from my Geeker 800 Rand. Okay. You could also, if you want the, 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 the luxury experience on the Android box, mm -hmm. I still believe the Xiaomi yes. Mi TV box yes, 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 media yes. player, agreed, which agreed. is now 1,300 Rand on take a lot. So there you're getting 4K display compatibility, HDR compatibility, depending on the app that you're using, obviously. It's got Chromecast built in. Uh, it's got 8... 8 gigs of storage. I don't know if you can use that 8 gigs to actually store, store media. Store things. It might just be. I'm not it sounds sure. like it's a bit small. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm not too sure about that. Um, like I've said, there, there is a USB port built into it. I don't know what it's used for. Um, mm. Like there's a there's a, a USB type C. Drives. You can put flash drives in with content. Yeah, there's mm. a Type C port on the Apple TV, but that's just for maintenance. Yeah. Um, on the newer ones, they've taken them away. I think. Mm. Yeah, they've sealed them up at the back. Um, yeah, I've personally seen this thing hang, as yeah. in like freeze up, yeah, and yeah, sure. that there's a Netflix button on it, that mm. there's um, a Google Assistant. You mean on the remote. Yeah. yeah, there's a Google Assistant key on the remote, so you can do voice search mm. uh, like that. It's tried to replicate what the Apple TV does mm. um, almost entirely, yeah. and it's, it's a good buy, mm. I think, if you're not willing to do that. But just if you're running Android devices anyway, you are not going to be able to communicate you not be able to cast things from your Android device to your Apple TV so for that I suggest in your other HDMI port because a lot of TVs only come out with two nowadays you roll with a Google Chromecast and I think the third generation that you're looking at right there now mm. Gavin that is 650 Rand and take a lot right now so right. Chromecast just fetches you use your phone to tell the thing cool play this on that device mm. and then it fetches it from your Wi-Fi network mm. and does so, all those things. so the Chromecast itself is about the size of a bar of soap, like a small bar of soap, and it's round, it's circular, but it's got an HDMI plug on one end. You plug that into the back of the TV, and there's a little power cable that goes yeah. into it. Now, what happens is, you use your phone, you use the Netflix app on your phone, or for that matter, on your PC, you look up what it is you want to watch, you start watching on your phone, and then you tell the phone, please send this to the Chromecast on my TV. My TV has a Google Chromecast. Please cast this from my phone to the TV. And that's exactly what it does. It makes what's appearing on your phone yeah. suddenly appear on your yeah. TV. And the TV actually goes to fetch the stream all by itself and play it. Yeah. It's a very sophisticated process, actually, but it's a very convenient way of doing things. Then you can use the Amazon app on your phone and cast it onto your TV. Anything you're doing on your phone, you can cast onto the yeah, TV. So if you have an old Android phone laying around, maybe you upgrade... You can just leave that Use charging your in your lounge terminal. and yeah. it can just be like your TV terminal. You can just load it up with all mm. your media apps and then control your TV from yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, what's convenient about that is you can pause and play and search yeah. and all that on the phone in your hand, you yeah. know, and cast the result onto the TV. 
Um, it's not quite as simple as it sounds. There are obviously a few little delays and breakdowns. You know, it takes yeah. a few seconds for the thing to appear on the TV. So it's not as efficient as running an actual box, but there it is. Cool. Uh, Gavin, Thursday I'm seeing you. Am I seeing you in Johannesburg for the Samsung event? Uh, no, you are seeing Miss Tasneem Sony, our oh, editorial assistant. Second in command. That's right. <laughs> who is uh, going up to the Samsung event with you? Uh, and then I'm still doing testing now. Uh, the iPhone 11 has gone back from when oh, it came. Oh, don't sound so I'm quite sad, about actually. It. So I'm back what on the, this? Uh, the Galaxy S10. Oh, um, oh who snuck it in, did we? Yes, I'm uh, doing my full testing on Android 10 on the Galaxy S10. Um, oh, the devices yes. that are launching on Thursday are also all running on right, Android 10 okay. on One UI 2, mm, 2.0. Okay. Mm. Um, so those are all going up. Then next week, uh, we are having a special guest on the podcast, a little interview that I'm doing with, and his name has just completely escaped my cranium. Mm, but he's the local representation for WeWork. Yes, yeah. yes. Mm. Stafford Marcy. Um, messy, but yeah. he's like an old campaigner. He's been with every single noteworthy tech company in the country, <laughs> including Google. <laughs> yeah, uh, so WeWork uh, is opening up their third premises in South Africa, mm. in Cape Town. Um, so we're getting a little bit of an exclusive behind-the-scenes well, tour. For those who don't know what WeWork is, when it's you a, tell them? It's a co-working space, mm. so you can subscribe to it and then you can drop in there and do all your work, connect to yes, the Wi-Fi. You, you join the service and you can drop in at the office, use their facilities yeah. and leave. You yes. Know? Mm. Um, there's, there's free beer, there's free kombucha, there's free ginger beer. <laughs> kombucha? Mm. Okay. It's a hot desking facility and they're usually very centrally located in the middle yeah. of useful places. Yeah. Mm. So they're moving out to Cape Town to third premises in South Africa, two are up in Joburg. Um, yeah, so we'll be, you'll be hearing from him for a little bit uh, next week. Mm. And yeah, that's me. Everything else is to be seen at thatopinionguy.co.za. Um, I'm trying to be very consistent on my platforms now. That Opinion Guy on YouTube. You'll get weekly videos up from there. And then sharpshooters on, on social media. Yeah. Mm. Um, I do want to encourage you to tell everybody you know about our podcast. If you've got anything out of it, we're desperate to get more listeners to the show because that will really encourage us to up our game a whole lot further yeah. than it is right now. And if you're struggling to get people onto it, if they're not using podcasts in a regular way, send them to YouTube. We're on YouTube as well. It's not the best place to hear us and we're better to listen to the podcast using a podcatcher on your phone. But if you want to get a taste of the, the overclocked goodness, you can get it on YouTube now as well. Sweet. And uh, that's it from me. We're over now. Bye.